more try this is a presentation of northeast streaming sports hey everyone and welcome to the mac jack and jim big football show i'm your host mac up next to me our football guru historian jack hirsch uh, below me right now, the Philly sports guy here to do a little gloating. I don't blame him. I might be doing the same thing. And finally, the legend himself, two-time Super Bowl champion, Dallas Cowboy, Jim Jeffcoat. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, just came in morning. from Austin. Just came in from Austin. <laughs> Checking on my Did daughter. You? She had surgery. Yeah. Just got in right. um, a couple of minutes right, ago. All right. And Jack, you're looking spry today. You got the... Uh, Florida weather behind you, the balcony, um, can barely see you. I mean, you look like almost like there's a, there's a halo around you or something. So how are you doing this morning, Jack? Yeah, yeah, good, good. I'll go out to jog when the show's over. Yeah, that's good. a good idea. i got to do I mean, this show. I can't go out to run while it's still a little cool out. It's going to be close to 80 degrees by the time I'm out. Right, oh right. Oh, my so, goodness. So let's get a few things out of the way before we start. First, uh, I'm going to give you the patch. You're not part of this because we really haven't been keeping track of you as much. I know you're up there close to us with percentages, uh, but the final for the regular season uh, is this. Jack, of course, let me see where you're at right now. Jack beat Jim Jeff Colt by one, one pick this year at the end of the regular season. Congratulations, Jack. Um, yeah, Jack. So Jack Jack did win. Uh, I finished a distant third. And Pags, like I said, if we were keeping track of him and our producer, Linda, they would be up in the mix right now. Uh, and Pickles, I think, would have won it all if we included him. So anyway. Let me say something. Jim should have won based on football knowledge. But Jim was more a homer. He would always go with the Cowboys no matter what. I would go against the Jets. That's what yeah. put me over the top. Jack, against the, Jets. the Cowboys only lost four games. Yeah, what, but five, four or five, one of them. Something like that. And I'm a homer too, Jim. You're right. I'm right with you, man. I picked against. I picked with the Giants against my better judgment all year. So and I uh, pick Buffalo all the time too, Jack. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you did. Um, folks, I'm gonna do this right now. Uh, this is for Pags, the, the uh, giant crying towel, and right you gotta now turn it, you got to turn it over. You got oh, no, it looks perfect just like that. <laughs> they just play like upside that. down anyway. I can wear it as a bib too. That's another thing I can use it for. But anyway, um, Giants just got trounced. Shouldn't even have been playing uh, the playoff game. Everyone's consoling me, saying they had a good season, but uh, you know, to me, you're there. You got to win the game. Uh, there's one other thing I'm going to show Keith, too. You know, I got all his memorabilia back here. You remember Inflate Gate with Tom Brady? Well, this is the official ball there. Uh, I got that from, from Tom Brady himself. We're good friends. I lie a lot, too. So, so, folks, there you go. That's all out of the way. So, let's get into uh, yesterday's games. Kansas City. If you didn't believe Patrick Mahomes was Superman, you might believe it now. He gets injured. He's hopping around on one leg. 
throwing touchdown passes, running with the ball, gets taken out. Heineke, Heine goes, Henny goes in there, uh, takes leads him on a drive all the way down uh, to and scores a touchdown, a 98-yard drive, the longest of the San Francisco this year. Um, what can you say about San Francisco, guys? I mean, they, they are are they going to be the Super Bowl champion this year? Kansas City, you mean right? Matt? Kansas City, sorry, Kansas mm-hmm. City. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Jim? Are, are they going to Super Bowl this year? I I don't know, but they have issues on defense, and that's where you can get them at on their defense. And Buffalo did beat them already. Okay. Right. So I think they, you know, they're good. And don't, in Mahomes, that injury is no joke. And I told you that yesterday. I had the yeah. same injury in the vet. Um, Matt Darwin of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles cheap shot at me, clipped me, and my knee, my ankle collapsed like that. That's going to be painful. Right. You can do it because right. of the way the injury is. It's hard to shoot it up. It is hard to shoot right. that up. Jim, let me ask you, when you had that injury, did you remain in the game? Did you have to go to yes. the locker room? I remained in the game, but it was painful. And it was painful oh. for a couple of weeks. And because actually, the rest injury. of the season. And that Patrick, is a painful injury. Because he looked at it, his ankle collapsed. Yeah. He stretched all those ligaments. And obviously, the technology is better these days, and they can help him with it, but that's not easy, especially the way Mahomes plays. It's going to be tough to be as mobile. Before we go on, Keith Angle, Keith Angle joins us from TGI Sports, wearing his Yankees sweatshirt because the Patriots didn't play well at all this year. So he's he's showing his Yankee colors. Um, wow. We're Keith, moving towards uh, baseball season. Yes. And yes, speaking they of, are. Speaking hey, of Keith, you know what it is. Uh, he didn't show you. He has a crying towel for the New York Giants. I saw so, it, and I, my cue to come in here was a cheap shot I got on Deflate Gate. So, so he's going to take some shots at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know. Let me ask you guys something. There's a value judgment that was made yesterday. Patrick Mahomes was begging Andy Reid to stay in the game in the first half when he had the injury, and Andy Reid, you know, made him go to the locker room, made him take – Take an X-ray, you know, Andy Reid and the trainer. How many coaches would have done that? I'm sure there are a good number of coaches who just would have went on Patrick Mahomes' word, would have been talked into letting him stay in the game mm-hmm. at that point. That's why Andy Reid's such a good coach, because he did take responsibility and accountability for that. I, take I, don't know I, 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 don't know if, I don't know if I agree with that, Jack. I, I think – uh, a coach seeing him in that much pain and worried about the rest of the playoffs might have pulled him out of the game totally. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know I would because I, you know, we got a game next week. We can win this game's in hand. Mm-hmm. Why uh, put him out there anymore and let him get hurt? So, and um, you got a valid that's point what I would have Yeah, you got a valid point because if he um, did break his ankle or tore some ligaments, which probably happened, then how effective is he going to be? And that's yeah. the question you have to ask. You got to know. You got to know. I think uh, you see more of that, by the way. Obviously, with the with the um, the emph- emphasis on player health, you're going to see a lot more of that stuff. Not just with head injuries, but injuries in general. So, yeah, yes. Yeah. Pags is pretty quiet over there. Uh, he's just taking he, it all in. His eagles, his eagles. He hasn't been asleep. 
Yeah, well, uh, yeah, um, not enough sleep. Pags, yeah. <laughs> well, Pags, I don't need to say fun. much. Do I? Do I really need to say no. a lot? This team, no. this team was was just head, shoulders, and torso better than the Giants. I gotta admit, it. I, I gotta take it. I gotta admit it. I really do. It's hard for you. Oh, Jim, Jim. You know what, though, Mac, Jim, as a Jay fan, you should take this in pers- you know, perspective is everything. If I told you before the season, you'd go, you'd have 10 wins, you'd be win a playoff game, you'd have been ecstatic. And and Daniel Jones would make the leaps yeah. that he made. They were all played badly last night, but that yeah. doesn't diminish what they the steps they made forward this year. Well, they were nine, six, yeah. and one. I wouldn't give them 10 wins. I wouldn't ten. give them double digit wins. Nine, six, <laughs> no, nine, seven, and one. I'm sorry. Oh, all right. Whatever. All right. Whatever. Yeah, Ten, Ten wins. I round up. I'm from you know. Okay. Yeah, we're round. Didn't, they beat, didn't they beat Minnesota yeah. in that playoff game? I would make them ten win team. Well, there you go. Okay, okay. okay there you go. Thank you, Peg. Thank there you. Go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. So, Frank, let, let me get some of the comments up here real quick. Frank, uh, of course, you know he's uh, he's Hi, been uh, uh, anti eagle, if you will. <clears throat> um, I don't know why it's not coming up for me. Come on up here. Yeah, it's up. It's up anyway. Uh, this is what he says. Okay, he says I hate I hate the Eagles, but this is a great team and the greatest team they've ever fielded. No way they don't win it all. So Frank is kind of coming to the the realization that the Eagles do have a very good team. I still don't know if they win it all, but I'll tell you right now, I would want to play them. Um, Rick says uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, looking for. Jim's take on Lamar Jackson injury playoffs. We'll get to that in a little while. Um, yeah. Rick. And Excalibur joins us again. Right. Uh, C.A.'s a man. C.A.'s a good man. Yes. If needed before the game with the Jaguar staff uh, being down three, kicking off uh, with 11.50 left in the game. Uh, I don't know, guys. What do you think? Do you think they, they should have? They should be kicking off or whatever he's whatever point he's trying to make here. I don't think they were ever down three. Yeah, I think yeah. they were down seven, I think. Uh, but, yeah, seven. Uh, yeah, I think so. But you've got to kick off there. I yeah. mean, 11, 11 yeah. minutes left in the game. Yeah. 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 What I want to ask you, what were the Giants thinking about going for it early in the game on fourth? It was. Oh, uh, I think that's what I want to ask you. They weren't thinking, Jim. Nobody I was thinking over there. I read a comment from Debo uh, in the post this morning where he said, uh, you know, obviously it didn't work, but they, <clears throat> it was too far for a field goal, he felt. They had a play that they'd worked on all week for that situation, and it, they just, it, you know, their their blocking uh, it fell, fell apart and the play fell apart. So he said he would have done it again, but that was really a momentum changer very early for the, obviously, for the Eagles. So Yeah. And did Hoskins play yesterday? <laughs> he did. He was like he was. No, I'm not trying to be funny. He was. He had like one catch for three yards, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so much for his uh, uh, emergence, right? Yes, yes. I mean, the listen. No, the I'm not trying. To, I'm just asking because I noticed that he didn't show up, and the Titans didn't show up. No, no. no and defensively, they were outmanned. I mean, they couldn't cover him. I mean, they were. I mean, they were they were open receivers. There was no coverage, and 
And that's not Wink Martin plays all that man defense, and he couldn't cover them. And, oh, they and, had you know, Jim Martindale, excuse me. Yeah. I think when I the Eagles Jim... got Miles Sanders and got it going early, that was basically it. Good point. Good point. Mm -hmm. Jim showed yeah. his true colors. He, he picked the Giants uh, to win also with me. No, no, no. So I picked he... the Eagles in overtime. I'm embarrassed that I thought it was going to be that tight. No, he was talking about me, Jack. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Jim did go with me. Um, you know, I don't know. You paid me, but I. I want my tags. <laughs> did you hear what Michael Strahan said after the game? He said he loved playing in Philadelphia, but they're the meanest and nastiest fans uh -oh. anywhere. Was uh -oh. that a compliment? Or was that a put down by Strahan? You know, that's uh, you know, I I think that uh, he obviously wasn't there to, you know, last night because I saw a lot of Eagles and Giants fans getting along pretty well. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a, any type of display. In fact, I saw Giants fans fighting other Giants fans more than I saw Giants fans fighting Philly fans. I, it was it was it was very weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 for for a playoff game, even beforehand, like I, I thought that there would be maybe a little bit of contention. There really wasn't. So I, I don't know what he was talking about. They should have put those giant fans on the field last night. They were fighting. <laughs> <laughs> now listen they to the Patriots. A little bit more fight. Listen to the listen hey. to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Well, I got no dog. I, I bet the Jet Giants yesterday. Sadly enough, I didn't think they'd win, but I thought they'd cover eight points. But yeah, but do you think because of the problems in the receiving? That that limited the Giants to what they could do. They had Saquon oh, and Daniel Jones, yeah. but they didn't have any receiver that could separate. Without a doubt, this team will be a they'll be a good football team if they get some weapons and he can Yeah, throw. but do you go through free agency or do you draft it? That's the question you ask. Well, I think they'll go whatever direction they have to. They get Robinson back and he develops. He was a rookie pick out of Kentucky last year. He, yeah, he had some moments early in the year. He got hurt, right? Um, if he comes back and develops, there's one guy. Uh, so like you only need like four more and you'll be great. Oh, I don't want to hear it. The game before you had Kadarius Tony on the field for the Chiefs, Evan Ingram on the field. Agreed. For the yeah, yeah I agree. All they had to do is hold on to him. Agreed. You can say, yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying, they didn't fit what they were trying to build. Listen, now Ingram dropped the ball when he played with us. Tony was a handful. He had a terrible you know what, attitude. Though? When it comes to Ingram, was it coaching or what? Because he's like the fourth best tight end of football this year. He had a tremendous year this year. He blocked. He caught balls. He caught like 74 passes in the regular season. Yeah. And he played well again last night. And he made a big block. I say he don't block. Last week in that in that a touchdown, the, the touchdown that they cut the lead to one last night, he made a block to cut the – to seal the seam that let – uh, ETN get open for the uh, touchdown. He made a great block. He's he's played really well this year. And maybe it's coaching, you know. Maybe he just got coached. And that's what there. I was about to say. Keith makes a good point. Certain guys need certain kind of – first of all, they need the, the structure of the team. And Kadarius Tony went to Kansas City. That's a different structure than the Giants well, because that's not an up-and-coming team. This is the fifth division championship they're in. And same right. thing with Jacksonville. Now you have Peterson, and he's he worked with Ingram, and he knew how the buttons to push. Certain coaches know the certain 
buttons to push on certain players. And you can't underestimate that. Yeah. Rick Rick uh, has to comment on my uh, shirt. Uh, sitting in the sun again without the Magnum PI shirt. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but thanks. Thanks, I Rick. Uh, mean, I think he meant to say Jack. Okay. All right. So oh, Jack is not at the Magnum PI. Back to the Giants Philly game. You got to give Philly all the credit. They played Absolutely. well. They went out oh, yeah. there. And they, they got things done. They started at the beginning and they didn't let off there. That's what I always tell you. You can't let off on these teams. Because any team, if you give them the opportunity to come back, they have a chance. But Giants had no hope. They had no hope. And that's not saying they're a bad team. It's just that Philly said, hey, we're not going to give you a chance. When you yes. got them down, you keep going after them. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's what you should do, being a professional team. It's their job to stop mm -hmm. you. Uh, Excalibur, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Excalibur Iron Force, he, uh, he says they were – down three and kicking off at 11.50 in the game. I believe anyone involved with the team would have taken that situation before the game. I think we already covered this. I think they're talking about he's talking about the Jags. And yeah, they were down was, seven. He is. He is. Yeah. There was something that happened that was really uh, revealing at the end of the Jaguar Chief game. Trevor Lawrence was one of the first guys to the tunnel, and yeah. he waited for everyone to come back, and he greeted everyone going back to the locker room. I mean, exhibiting that type of leadership, one after the other, you know, giving them a pat on the back. I mean, that, that, shouldn't be unusual. that shouldn't be unusual. But it is That's unusual. Supposed to be. Be, but, he but is it, the leader of that team. Right, uh -huh. that establishes. And you could tell the way the other players were reacting with him. It wasn't like he was going in with his head down, sulking, sitting in a corner. You know, I mean, took a real leadership role. Well, Jack, this kid has won national championship. <clears throat> he knows the right way to do things. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. So, guys, let's say let's 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 those guys are like I've always argued you can have your Aaron Rodgers and stuff. You can have those guys. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be MVP and all that. But is how many championships has he won? How does one. he? <laughs> yes. But how does yeah. he communicate to the other players? You got it's team. There's no I in team, and you got to understand yeah. that. There's great there individual players, but do you want to win championship? Because that's going to last more than one in a lifetime. Jim, Jim, there is a me in team if you go backwards, but we'll leave that. <laughs> yeah, away. Michael Jordan but, used to say that. Let's let let's talk. Let's finish up with the uh, the Kansas City Jacksonville game as far as Kansas City goes. Um, you know, Kelsey, of course, another great game by him. Um, he has, uh, you know, two touchdowns. Um, you have, uh, you know, the Chiefs have a running game now, and that's pretty yeah. scary. You know, that's pretty scary because they don't just depend on Patrick Mahomes, which is good for Patrick Mahomes right now, right? So the Chiefs have a running game. Their defense is playing well. Jones is still a force in the middle. Um, so that's, that's, that's it for Kansas City. A little news here. Um, let's see, um, do, is, is Mahomes, again, well, I'm going to ask, let me ask Pags this, is Mahomes being hurt? Is this going to hurt their chances with the, with, with the playoffs, the rest of the playoffs coming up? I know they got a running game, but they do still depend on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, and so now, now you're going to be able to force, force him, you know, all you keep on the running game. And now you're forcing him to have to, you know, go do the pass. I, I think that Cincinnati, Cincinnati's got the little bit better defense. So I think that if, if they were the ones uh, that get to play Kansas city, Kansas city's got a big problem because they're already in their head, you know, Buffalo, Buffalo, I think, would be forced a little bit more to have to try to blitz and be a little bit more exotic on defense. I think that Buffalo's got the offense that can keep up with Kansas City. But if you allow Patrick Mahomes to do what he needs to do, you saw that yesterday, you know, he was able to still make it happen on the ankle after the fact. Now, adrenaline probably had a lot more to play part in that, but he'll be taped up and he'll be able to at least be out there and put some weight on it. Uh, First so, of all, can I respond to that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo is going to win this game, and I'll tell you why. First of all, Cincinnati's down three offensive linemen, and they've struggled on their offensive line. Yes, they have talent at the skill positions. They do have Nixon. They do have Chase, Boyd, and Higgins. But they're going to get after uh, – uh, definitely get after Burroughs. And I don't have anything but respect for Burroughs and how he plays. But – I saw Cincinnati in person and when they played the Cowboys in Dallas, they're going to struggle in Buffalo and Buffalo's defense. Leslie Frazier is not a big blitz guy. He's never been a big blitz guy, you know, but he did learn from Jim Johnson in Philly when he was in Philly and McDermott, but they don't blitz a lot. If you ever notice it, they're going to disguise things, and that's what they do really well is disguise. They're not a big blitz team, and they won't be a big blitz team because that's not his philosophy. So the Jags, the Jags come back, make it close. It was a better game definitely than the Giants and the Eagles game. Trevor Lawrence, he goes 24 for 39 with 217 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, running back Travis Atene or Tiene. Junior, uh, he has a touchdown. Um, you know, so the Jags, the Jags gave uh, the Chiefs a scare there, especially at the end. Uh, they played well. Jack, you mentioned Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, next year, uh, does this does this Jaguar team do they win the division out there? They might, they might go to the Super Bowl next year. I mean, they're really mm -hmm. a team on an upswing with all the young talent. I said might. I it doesn't mean I'm picking them, but they're just going to get better. I can't see them regressing with all their young talent that's coming along. Other teams like the Giants, no offense, Mac, I could see the Giants taking a step back, actually. Maybe they'll take a, a gentle step forward, the Giants, but they're more likely to take more of a step back than they will forward. But I won't say that about the Jaguars. I mean, all the young talent, especially on the defensive end, with Walker, Devin Lloyd, guys like that, I mean – very bright future in Jacksonville. Yeah, I, listen, I think so. I think uh, just the change of that coach, just getting rid of the, the bad coach from last year. And, yeah, yeah bringing, that's and coach, what coaching does matter. It does yeah. a lot. And, you know, the, the two coaches, uh, they they worked together. They played, uh, I guess, Peterson played for uh, uh, um, the guy, the, oh. the head coach of the Chiefs. Yes. He he ended up he played for him. He was a quarterback coach, uh, offensive coordinator. I mean, they knew each other, and I think that had a bearing on the game too. They kind of knew what each other did and 
how they would call the game and all that stuff. So, um, you know, a makes, real good game. I enjoyed that game. Makes you wonder. To, go ahead, Keith. Sorry. The, the Peterson question makes you wonder if Byron Leftwich, which hadn't overplayed his hand and got that job, he pretty much had that job in his hand last year um, and kind of kicked it away. If he if that had gone through, does this team progress the way they did? Yes. I, I Listen, I agree. Well, you don't think so, Pax? Nope. No, no, I, don't think, I, think, I, don't that, I think that Doug Peterson brings a certain culture Breed. that, you know, and, and a winning stagger that doesn't necessarily come at Byron Leftwich. You know what Breed. I mean? I think that, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that you have had to win to know how to win. And, you know, unless you've made it, you know, over that hump, you still wonder what it takes to get over the hump. Leftwich won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with Tom Brady. Yeah. Not as a head coach, though. No, not as right. a head coach. Yeah, but he right. still he was on that. Yeah. He was the quarterback coach. Or the I wonder player. if they had their rough patch. When they had a rough patch during the middle of the season where they were in games and would blow games in bad ways, and I don't know that they would have recovered under a guy like Byron Leftwich the way they did under Doug Peterson. So yeah. that's my take there. I don't either, but I don't think Leftwich, I think, he was in a difficult situation because of the running game in Tampa and the impossible in the offensive line. It was yeah. almost like you said, impossible. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't make the comment based on his performance this year. Yeah. I just meant in general, if the right. you know, that deal had. Who advanced. made the decision on left? Which, if Todd Bowles wanted him there, would they have moved on from him? Bruce Arians is very close, and Bruce Arians supposedly makes the ultimate decision, supposedly, and he's very close with Todd Bowles. So if Todd Bowles wanted Leftwich, I mean, and Leftwich was there when Bruce Arians was the head coach, you know, they won the Super Bowl. So something had to have gone down where the relationship kind of started falling apart. Well, if you notice that it was interesting – they let go of the running back coach, obviously Leftwich. They let go of a, uh, the special teams coach. And there was something, there was a disconnect in that organization. They let go of the outside linebackers coach. They're, hey, they're on the clock now. That's They'll be letting go of number 12, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah that they should happen, too. Hey, guys, let me knock out a few more comments here. Um Rick Sherlock says Leslie, Leslie, Leslie Frazier's name keeps coming up for head coaching job. He would be a poor uh, choice. I don't know about that, Jim. I know you like no. uh, Leslie. Well, I know Leslie, and but to be honest with you, there are some head coaches that are better coordinators, and we've seen that. You know, Vic Fangio, he's probably a better coordinator than he is a, um, a head coach, and it's not unusual. Um, we saw McDaniels. McDaniels is probably a better offensive coordinator than he is a uh, head coach. It's just some guys, and it happened with Norv Turner way right. back. Turner was a better. He's a great example. Yeah. 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 So, no doubt. So we have uh, Jack Jackson. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Jack. Glad you make it. Uh, Craig Wright, my buddy, uh, up here in Connecticut. How you doing, Craig? Glad to have you in. He says good morning to everybody. Real good guy. Good morning. Uh, good morning, also- Craig. Having them in, so uh, so let's let's get on. To, I don't want to talk about this too much. Uh, I'll let Pax talk about it more. I guess so the Eagles <clears throat> face the Giants. Jalen Hurts goes sixteen for twenty four, hundred fifty four yards, throws for two touchdowns. Um, 
He runs for a touchdown. He does it all. And and the Goddard, you know, the, the Philadelphia Eagles depend on their tight ends a lot now. And they have, I think, since, well, since the days of uh, Holmgren, really. I mean, the Eagles tight ends were always out there playing good ball. Goddard, um, Pags, he, that's one great tight end you got there right now. Blocks, runs, uh, catches the ball, tough guy. So, uh, how do you, how do you, what do you think? What do you think about the Eagles' chances uh, playing Dallas or San Fran next week? Uh, I would love. I, I I personally want Dallas to win. I want Dallas to win. I want Dallas next week. I would love to see them. I want to finish it. I want to put it to bed. You know about who's the better team this year? I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. And yeah, really, the NFL wins. <laughs> the NFL's mind. We put the NFL on notice that the Eagles are for real. You know, that's what the best team in the NFL does on a field. They dismantle another team. And that's what you saw yesterday. You know, the Giants had a good season. You know, and I, I was I was happy for them. You know, like I, I told Giants fans all day yesterday, the NFC East is back. And we were by far the best division in football all year long. And we proved it by having three of the four teams in the playoffs in the in the final four in the NFC. Yeah. So they they definitely deserve to be there because I think that they were really about the fourth best team in in the NFC side, anyways. Like it wouldn't have mattered had they played uh, Tampa. I think they would have crushed Tampa too. But uh, this is I mean, it was for real yesterday. Exactly what you what the Eagles are. And it's going to be hard to beat. I don't know. I mean, especially in Philly with as exciting as the crowd is. I want to I got to run. I'll make one quick comment. 268 yards rushing. You run for 268 yards, you're going to win almost every time. So that was a great performance by the Eagles last night. Dominating and they got a really good chance to get all the way. I got to run. Yeah, they do, Keith. Take care. Hey, Keith. Hey, All right, brother. Robbie See you, Robert. In. There you go. All right, Keith. <laughs> no beef. No beef. No beef. Only the beef for dinner. That's it. Keith and Robert are still at each other's throats. They don't want to prepare together. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. What Keith, I don't know what Keith said to you, Robert, but I'll, I'll take him back. All right. Okay. So yeah. we bring in Robert Butler. He's uh, from Sportscope. He handles a lot of our big stories. He handles uh, the update with uh, Fantasy. For us, and I know that's got to be coming to an end. Yeah. Uh, but they still have the sits and plays and stuff, daily fantasy for the games. So uh, let's let's get to let's get to Robert uh, with some of the big story. What do you what are some of the big stories, Robert, out there about the NFL? Uh, well, I mean, where, where's Sean Payton going to coach? Is he going <clears> to <throat> go to Denver? <clears throat> Here's a story nobody's talking about, but I'm kind of keeping on my radar is this Jim Harbaugh NCAA line to the NCAA. Uh, the fact that he would lie, say I'm out of uh, Tennessee here, guys. Bruce Pearl lied about a barbecue about 12 years ago and got fired from Tennessee because he lied to the NCAA about having kids over for a barbecue. Something small like that can bubble up into something big. And I'm wondering if he may just say, okay, I'm going to do a U-turn and go take the NFL job because of some some NCAA 
uh, COVID stuff. I hope not. I like the I like to see him in Michigan, but, but it's something to think about. But Robert, from my understanding, is they have to prove it to NCAA that he lied yes. because it was during COVID, right? And if they can't prove it, they can't. There is some minor infractions. Yes, they're all minor. But unless they prove that he lied, and they said it's real going to be really difficult to prove that he lied to the NCAA. What can they do if they do prove he did? Can they, they can suspend him? They yes. can suspend him a year. So then he can just quit and go to the NFL, couldn't he? Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. But they said it's going to be really difficult to prove. Yeah. Now he did. He did. They did fire his co-offensive coordinator, Weiss. Right. Yeah, that's, that's that makes me think there's some kind of smoke there, you know. But that I mean, was not, guys. computer activities. I've never heard that before. Something yeah. so it must have been something. Yeah. Uh, well, illegal. Well, Robert, Robert, yeah. what are your thoughts on two games yesterday? Um, the the Giants, of course, getting walloped, and uh, you know, uh, you know, the Jags gave Kansas City a scare. But Patrick Holmes uh, answered the bell again. <laughs> Jamie is, uh, yeah, he's sweeping. Yeah, he's sweeping. He's sweeping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So teams, teams that play each other three times now, they're sixteen and nine for the team that's won the three games. Uh, like I said, that uh, uh, I'm out of Nashville, guys. That the, the Titans beat the Jaguars in 1999 twice, and then they beat them a third time to go to the Super Bowl, uh, sometimes they're just a better team. Yeah, I was really impressed, man, with Nick Ciani and that offense, Jalen Hurts. I mean, that, it's really well-crafted. I mean, I think the storyline of the playoffs, look at these offensive-minded head coach guys. I mean, just really good execution. Uh, I was really impressed. I want to say um, Jalen Hurts, I know he went six for six, Jamie. I, he may have been better than that. He was almost perfect out there. I mean, that was a great execution. That first touchdown with Dallas Goldert. I mean, it was a work of art, guys. I mean, I'm not trying to vote. I mean, you just got to give call give credit where it was. Every uh, uh, Howie Roseman, I read the other day, Pro Football Talks got him uh, uh, executive of the year. I've been saying that. I had Jamie on my program a few weeks. I said, this guy, I've been following him for two years. I know he had a bad draft with Jay, was it Jalen Rager at wide receiver I know you missed on that but man I mean making the trade uh getting that uh, was it Gardner Johnson from the Saints yeah. uh, Darius Slay's been with you guys for three years uh getting that trade second round pick with the Lions obviously the Titans trade all that's starting to come to fruition and then now you find a guy like Sirianni kind of kind of got him out of nowhere and it all comes together uh on both sides of the ball uh, you got to give a big uh, kudos to them. Kansas City, yeah, the big story obviously is going to be the ankle of Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't think they're – I think the winner of, of uh, Cincinnati, even with their three offensive linemen down, or Buffalo, who I'm picking the win, obviously, uh, I think they're going to get into the Super Bowl. I, I think it's going to be really hard for Kansas City to overcome that. That's the biggest storyline is, is that ankle. Robert, what do you think about a neutral site? Because now they're talking about possibly doing that again. As a really, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah I, they're exploring it because it's, yeah. the sales are so good for the uh, championship game. Yeah, I, 
that's interesting. I, I, they're going to have half of the the stadium's going to be one, and half of the stadium's going to be the other fan base. That's going to be interesting. You're going to see, you know, the two different color tones, kind of like the uh, college games there. No, yeah. I, I wish they would have found a way to is sell that, it. On is the that field. more like the uh, college football now? The yeah, Final Four is would, basically going to a neutral site. Would Would they have enough time right now to do a neutral site for the playoffs? No, I'm saying next year. Yeah. Okay. No, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Not now. Oh, right. Hey, just quickly with the comment on the screen, Craig, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Eastern time, Bluff Fist. We're going to talk all about Eubank getting stopped by Liam Smith in the fourth <laughs> round. Okay. Yeah, check so it out. Check out. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, check Kevin out. Eubanks. Bluff Fist. Man, Raiders. he used to work on the uh, Jay Leno Monday, show. Monday now he's doing boxing. Series. Remember that? Yes. That was the guy from Jay Leno. <laughs> Rob, the AFC and NFC championship games might be held in a neutral field going forward for now, but they sell those Not games. Going for they're exploring it because the sales, ticket sales were so good yeah. for who had Buffalo wins. They play, obviously, Kansas City and Atlanta, and they said the sales are – they've already selling tickets. And that's but they the would sell out in Buffalo. They would sell out in Cincinnati. They always no, sell out. I'm just telling you. I'm just asking yeah. the question. The yeah, I, I, I think that's terrible. You work all year to get that home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. And they yeah, said definitely. the tickets are going for crazy prices right now. I'd much rather watch it at home. That's crazy. What's wrong during Hurricane <laughs> Katrina? <laughs> College football, they do it, right? It's huge in college football, yes. Listen, I went to, during Hurricane Katrina, to see the New Orleans Saints play at the Meadowlands, okay? And I, it skips my mind what team they even played, but it wasn't the Jets or the Giants. And it, it's not the same. I mean, it, that had to be done out of necessity. But to move a game away from a, you know, from a home field, from those the fans, I could understand it for the Super Bowl. But not in the uh, not not for the playoffs. Otherwise, but if you have a fan base that travels with the team, I'm sure. Uh, how many people can afford it? Take I, the car. I, I you you. Even, I imagine making packs go to you Los Angeles. Find a way to do it because the sales, and you yeah. you can get a bigger venue if you want to. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. And Robert. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but there is right, right. Go ahead, Robert. Jeff. Sit, sit, and sit or play. Let's do a few of those uh, coming up here. Uh, Dallas and San Francisco. The quarterbacks. Who you sitting? Who you benching? Uh, you know what? I'm probably gonna play Dak Prescott, man. I, I, you know they. Uh, he, he's one of the cheaper quarterbacks here. And uh, you look at the shot plays that that San Francisco gives up. You look at the way he's playing. Uh, he's going to have to throw a lot. They're going to have to be aggressive. Uh, they, the Dallas line did good, did really well last week, you know. And, and I, I know San Francisco's got a much better defensive line, but they do. Uh, they did give up 44 points to Kansas City earlier this year. Uh, they did give up 10 catches, 136 yards, two touchdowns to DK Metcalf. So, CD Lamb and 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 uh, and, and Dak Prescott. I like I like that combination. Of course, on the other side, of course, uh, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. And Brandon, they're, they're more very expensive players on these daily fantasy leagues. 
uh, you got to find a way to get those two guys in there. Right. Caffrey being the most expensive player, but hey, man, he, he does it all, you know. No doubt, no doubt. And and between the two defenses, who 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 would you choose, Dallas or San Francisco, Robert? Uh, but between those two defenses, uh, that that is a that is a good question. I mean, that's uh, you if if you're picking the whole weekend, you want to take Buffalo's defense. If you're forced to pick between those two defenses, you probably say San Francisco. They'll make a play at the end, but uh, you know. Yeah. Usually the, the slate of games is going with with these, you know, with the with the two games, which is four defenses essentially. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Cincinnati and Buffalo uh, between uh, Josh Allen and uh, Burroughs. Who you sitting? Who you benching? Well, I'll definitely play Allen. Uh, Burroughs got three offensive linemen out today. Uh, that being said. What does that mean? That means you have to throw short. You got to throw short those wide receiver screens to Jamar Chase. And I like Samaji Piran. And of course, I like Allen, Dawson Knox, and uh, uh, Stefan Diggs and their defense right. as well. As far as their running backs go, uh, you know, I think that would be Dixon. Uh, Nixon would be one of them for for Cincinnati. I know they got a good another good one too with them. Yeah, P. Ryan, Samaji P. Right, that goes in he's now, like their right? third down guy. Right, and and of course Buffalo, uh, they got some good running backs. They're running the ball a little bit better than the year, Robert. Who are you sitting and who are you playing? Uh, yeah, I, I would play James Cook there. He's better between the tackles. Uh, I think Buffalo being uh, charge of this game. If they don't, that that that's a good topic for me to start off. Next week is Sean McDermott, the guy uh, for Buffalo as coach. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. That's what I'm going to go at. You got to get the offense right. going, man. You got to run that ball. All right. Well, Jack, Jack, like me, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're not into fantasy football uh, like many of you guys are. Uh, Jack, Jack still thinks, you know, that uh, the Jets, are playing in the Super Bowl this year. So, you know, he's, you know, he's kind of, he's all messed up. Um, Jack, you got any questions for Robert as far as fantasy football go? No, no, not fantasy football. I mean, oh yeah, I do. Well, how does my guy Thibodeau match up, you know? <laughs> he's probably good in the fantasy thing because he's not good uh, in the real games. Oh, um, wow. Now, I, haven't, I haven't looked at that. Uh, you know, there is a league in Yahoo, and I used to play this about 12, 15 years ago, and wow. you, you could get points for tackles by the defensive individual players. Uh, D'Amico Ryans was a really good fantasy guy. He, he's the defensive coordinator now for uh, for the 49ers. He used to be linebacker for, for the Houston Texans, play for Alabama. It mm-hmm. gets you 10, wow. 11, 12 tackles a game. That's 10, 11 points. Let me ask you a question, Robert. Do you think he'll be the Texans' pick for a head coach? Uh, yeah, I want to say he's been interviewed. Yes. You know, he's only been a coordinator for two years, guys, and his defenses were way out of line last year. He finally got them squared away, but they still kind of get lost in coverage. I don't. He it may be a little premature, but uh, I think Houston is definitely interested. He's had four interviews last week, so if Dallas wins. You know, maybe that's a distraction, man. One week, that's a lot. Let me ask you guys this. Is there a such thing as the game really passing a coach by? Because I look at Jim Caldwell, 
very successful with the Colts and with the Lions, but he's been off for a while. So is there such a thing as a game passing you by? Like if you've been off five years, they feel you're not with it anymore. Is that reality? That's a good one. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Robert. Uh, In some cases, uh, you look at a guy like Jim – uh, Jeff Fisher here in Tennessee, man, he was a toast of the towns in the late nineties, early two thousands. A lot of the national media loved him. You know, he went to USC play for the 85 bears. And then, you know, if he, he gets fired here cause he wanted to hire his son and plus the offense was just way too vanilla, way too predictable. He goes to the Rams and Eric Dickerson in that LA market. They're saying he's running a high school offense up there and he wow. hasn't been back. Wow, uh, Craig Wright. He yeah. went. He went. He like as I told uh, people before. His buddy of mine. We went to watch the Giants in Detroit win. Uh, Giants beat Detroit at Giants Stadium. And he's got a question about golf. Um, and and we'll see what 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 we say about this. Uh, what do you think about golf in Detroit? Do we keep him or move on? I think that's an excellent question. What do you What do you think, Robert? Well, for one thing, I mean, golf has had a good statistical year. Plus, guys, here's here's a good one for you. They're keeping their offensive coordinator another year. A lot of good chemistry there. Very good tackles, both right tackle and left tackle. Uh, I mean, a good skilled players. Maybe they adjust his contract a little bit. I don't know why you wouldn't keep golf. Only thing this team needs is maybe two or three defenders there. Uh, I'm thinking about potentially picking them to win the North next year. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, they, no, they, were, they were good enough just about to win it this year. I think that they they figured out how to win some of the yes. games that they were losing early in the season. And had they known that earlier, that they, you know, getting over that hump, they lost a lot of games by three points. Uh, like, like I, I want to say their first two, four or five losses – we're by three points. Uh, and yeah, they played you guys had, close. Yeah, and had they been able to finish certain games, I think that they, you know, there would have been a much different, a bigger disparity in the record. Uh, yeah. No doubt in my mind that they win the North next year. I think uh-huh. the Vikings take a big step backwards. Yeah, uh, I think that the Packers are in such disarray, uh, and I think that the Lions actually are are the real team of that division. You got to remember, went to a Super Bowl. I was just going to yeah. say that, Jim. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's, and he is a good leader. He uh, he's he's a game, a great game manager. Uh, can make big plays down the field. And Detroit's got a great young defense, Jack. I mean, you talked about uh, their rookie there this year. Um, yeah, yeah, he's 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 played he played unbelievable this year for a rookie. Max, I've got as a great example. Put him in the category of Daniel Jones in the sense. How much do you invest in these guys going forward? You want them to be a quarterback maybe the next couple of years, but can you look down the line and say that he's going to be the quarterback of the Lions? You want him there four or five years from now? Yeah, you can't quite do it. Trevor Lawrence, you can do that with. You can do it with a number of quarterbacks, but some guys are like on the cusp. They're not, you know, you can't quite. Why not, Jack? Why can't he be there four or five years? Goff is a game manager. He's not a game changer. He's not going to win you games. Trevor Lawrence is going to win you games. I disagree. I don't think that it was the offense that was the problem with Detroit. The defense was, I agree. Was very worse. 
I'm talking about his body of work from when he was with the Rams. I know. Yeah, but you got to go by the body of work this year. He was he was tremendous this year. I agree. Yeah. Me too. So I Me mean, too. it just his numbers were really off the charts. I mean, they were putting up forty game and losing. Yeah. Like yeah. I think that happened three times this year for them. So yeah, really fall is back. He an elite, is he an elite quarterback? You have to ask yourself. And he you, have, you, have to, you have to say that close. He was more elite than a lot of the quarterbacks this year. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the numbers, the numbers don't lie. You're not going to invest in them long term. You have to look at the body work. Look back one year. One year to the beginning of the year. Okay? Dan Campbell didn't even know whether John... Jared Joff is going to be his franchise quarterback. Same with the Giants who wouldn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option. So these guys have one really good, good year, and everyone gets excited. And they, want point. they didn't know if Jalen Hurts was going to be the franchise quarterback, but now you can't say that. But Jalen Hurts and, was and on real the quick, Just so that you know, here's Jared Goff's numbers. Here's Jared Goff's numbers this year. 4,438 yards passing. 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. 99.3 quarterback rating. That's pretty elite. That's pretty show elite. His, Those are elite okay, numbers. now show me his numbers his other years. Okay. <laughs> everybody, I keep trying to tell you, everybody matures, especially quarterbacks, at a different pace. And not everybody's going to come in and set the world on fire. Some it takes time. Next thing I'm going to hear, Mac phrasing Geno Smith as being one of the best quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL. He had a big year too. Wow. Hey, and you're Robert. Trying, and you're trying to push Derek Carr and me with the Jets. Hey, Robert, uh, yeah. wouldn't you think the Rams would rather have golf right now than Stafford? Well, I'll say this, guys. These type of contracts, you have to make them realistic. And, it, you know, Jack does have somewhat of a point. Look at a guy like Matt Ryan. Did you judge Matt Ryan on his MVP year? Or do you take every other year and you average them together? Daniel Jones' stats last night, you have to average last night with what he did against the 31st-ranked defense in Minnesota. And you got to give the it, – it's all how the contract is written and, and make it incentive-based. If people say incentive-based, what do you mean? Set a bunch of world records? No, so many snaps. Uh, uh, so many advances, and this is a hard conversation that the management has to have with his agent and him or whoever the agent is. Same thing with Lamar Jackson, guy like that. You have to have that conversation. Says if we pay you X, Y, and Z, you're not going to have X, Y, and Z here to protect you, or you're not going to have J, K, and L to throw to, and 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 then we're going to have uh, uh, L, M, N on defense. We can't have all these guys, so. Do you want to be happy and have an incentive and you want to have your guys with you and we can pay you up to 35, 40 million if we go deep in the playoffs and you play X amount of snaps and you have X amount of yards. Uh, but if we have a bad year, if we have a bunch of injuries, your 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 uh your base pay is going to be about 18 to 22 million dollars. That's nothing to sneeze at, but you're not yeah. you're not Patrick Mahomes, man. And we know that. So that's those are hard conversations to have. But well, Robert, at the end didn't of that day, with Antonio Brown, Tampa? It was incentive base. And then he didn't get his incentives. And he blew up after that, right? Yeah. 
So I, well, you got to be careful about those incentive-based contracts. Well, you know, I'm you know, not saying it's right or wrong. Right. I wish I were Antonio Brown's you know, agent. He should be back in the NFL. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I were his <laughs> agent. I would go into the office back. and I would tell Jerry, and Jerry would give him an opportunity. Oh, God. But you, you got to show you know, that, that, that chart, guys. Does everybody have to get paid a, 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 the, the huge money that, that, uh, that the, the elite of the elite get paid? I mean, that's crazy. Sometimes you just got to say, do you want to be the highest paid guy on the team? That's okay. That's fine. We can do that. We can do that. Who are the we four highest paid quarterbacks in the league right now? Uh, Obviously, uh, Roger. Derek Morgan, Jack, right. Prescott. Prescott is? I thought it yeah, was. Well, I thought one. it was. Uh, Holmes is one. No, uh, Rogers, Mahomes, uh, Sean Watson, uh, the top three, I right. think. Who? Uh, well, I just, I just, yeah, Holmes, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and there was one more. And then Allen's up there when his contract. Josh Allen. Yeah. You know, the only thing I got to say, Jim, is when Robert starts agreeing with Jack, I know the show is totally going off. <laughs> so, um, it's a hard well, conversation. It's not an easy conversation, guys. And, it's and not. We're getting back. We're getting back to Rick. I don't know if he's still out there or not. He was. He, he was talking about Lamar Jackson's injury and not playing in the playoffs. What our take was on that? Uh, we've given it before. Uh, yes. I. I don't think Robert has. I don't think Pags has. Uh, what do you guys take on Lamar Jackson? Just you know, not. I didn't. I don't even think he went to the game. Did he? If I'm not mistaken. No, no they said he was sick. Yeah, he's sick. So. Uh, what do you think about him not even showing up to the game, guys? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Michael Vick says it's a sprained PCL. He said, I played a whole season on right. it. Then Robert Griffin, he chimed in and said, no, you did the right thing. And then that was an ACL, spring ACL versus a PCL. And then there's a lot of back and forth. He should have went to that game. Uh, some of the players were really – Sammy Watkins kind of said something about it. J.K. Dobbins, uh, those are guys that went public. What do you think the locker room's thinking? You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, look at yeah. look at what Mahomes. Look it's at what a one-play game, guys. Yeah, and look what Mahomes just did playing uh, yeah. yesterday. Pags, what do you think about that? What yeah. happens if a uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, <laughs> decides he's not going to go even go into the game? Yeah, I mean, I, me personally, I, you know, if you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. Then mm. that that's yeah. that really is the best way I can explain that. Uh, I I wouldn't want somebody who doesn't want to be there and be on the team. I mean, I first off, I don't think that I think that that causes a different type of cancer, and it forces the team to have to make you know the players to actually have to make decisions on what it is that they feel about you, and that's a really tough thing to do through a locker room feel that that's that some some of the you know players came to his back on that you know yeah. which i i feel should have happened you know obviously you don't want everything talking bad but then you also saw hey would they have won that game had they had him playing so i don't know it's that's a that's a big question to ask and it it's funny that it's going through during this contract talk. Like, is the, is the money, is he worth the money? Do we want to spend it like this? 
Uh, is it, you know, is it more of a liability because of his injury background? Right. I know. I know Jack wants. I know Jack wants uh, Lamar Jackson. He would. He wouldn't mind Lamar he Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me ask you this, Pags. With uh, AJ Brown yesterday, he was sulking on the bench in the middle of the fourth quarter with the game locked up for the Eagles, and Nick Sirianni went over to him and is trying to console him about what? Because he only had three catches. He wasn't targeted enough. I mean, I didn't like that at all. I mean, I don't know exactly what was going on in that guy's life right now. It might have had nothing to do with football. I mean, I don't know. I mean, because yeah. my thought is, is that when you're winning so big and you're, they were running the ball, he threw the ball 24 times. There wasn't enough passes to go around. I mean, he threw a, a, a pass to Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal's got five catches all year long. You know what I mean? So there goes one. That's now there's only 15 catches to go around. You know, it's Dallas Goddard got a couple. I don't know that I don't know that that was the problem. There might have been something else going on. Rob, was he a problem at Tennessee? No, but it you know it reminds me of uh Stefan Diggs. Uh the Minnesota Vikings a few years ago, they're beating they, the game's practically over. They've got the Saints beat. They later go on to beat the Saints. He's going off on the sidelines about not getting the ball. That's the thing with some of these receivers, man. You know, uh, of course, later on, they traded the guy and, and later got, you know, Justin Jefferson. He goes to Buffalo. But that that's that diva mentality with some of these receivers. And it's and always been that way. There you go, yeah. Jim. You already know. It's already been. That's how receivers are. You don't worry about that. Really that, really that. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts and, and Brown are friends. Yeah, you know, that was that was half of the reason why AJ Brown came here was because these guys are like the best of friends. I can't imagine that he's going to be sulking because his you know his very close friend isn't throwing him the ball. He would probably go to his buddy and say, "Hey, listen, I'm open." <laughs> yeah, listen. I, I don't know. It could have been something personal. He could have. Somebody could be really sick. Somebody could be, you know, uh, in the hospital. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, here, like, like that. But that's and, and you know what? I, I, I checked out something. The highest paid quarterbacks are a little surprising. You know, the top ten quarterbacks of the of this year. Number one was Stafford, sixty one point five million. That's what point. Second was Wilson. Wilson was fifty seven. Allen at forty seven. Deshaun Watson at forty six. And Aaron Rodgers at 42. Well, that's five. my point. Yeah. Five of the uh, – I mean, four of the five are not in the playoffs. It hurts yeah. your team to have – and I know you're trying to get as much money as you can, but wow. how do you build the team? Yeah. yeah. Well, number six, number six was Kirk Cousins at $40 million. So Cousins wow. was number six. And Tom Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady and Kyler Murray were tied at number seven with $30 million. Yeah. Well, Robert so brought the top up top 10. There wasn't many quarterbacks that, you know, were in the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I mean, Robert has talked about, you know, the percentages of, you know, 12.6. You can't be over that yeah, number. Quarterbacks and then you end up uh, yeah. not having such a good season. Pickles has jumped in, guys. Hopefully he's there for a couple picks. Uh, of course, yeah. he's. He's he's related to, to Robert some way. I think Robert was adopted. 
<laughs> no, don't, don't. Uh, I don't endorse or uh, any uh, his own pickles. Uh, you know, is this his own? No, pickles, is, pickles won. <laughs> we don't agree pickles on everything. Our uh, yeah. picks for the week. Yeah, I think yeah. Pickles won the picks. Him and Pags, I think, came in first and second, if I'm not mistaken. Um, owners write these checks. Should have that conversation before players. Yeah, they got to work through some agents and all that other stuff too, Pickles. So I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know uh, how the contracts, how they would do that. I don't think incentives. I'm with Jim. I don't think incentives work. I don't, you know, I really don't. So uh, you might you have know. to do with Bobby Bonilla. That's what I keep saying. Um, <laughs> I am 30 years from now, but at least you win the championship. Yeah. I got to run, guys. Enjoy uh, the games. All, all right. right. Take care, Robert. Take care. Thanks for coming yeah, in. Forescope, Robert Butler. Check it out on Facebook and everywhere else. Uh, he does a great job. Uh, Greg, and he likes Lamar, but needs to be there for the playoffs. That's right. I mean, you got to show. At least I, I got to point out a number of players did have Lamar Jackson's back. You'd hear afterwards yeah. they would be defending him as well. We don't know what goes on inside the locker room. Jim yeah. has been in locker rooms. But it doesn't matter. Think about this. You're right about what you say, but. The problem is, is we don't know how hurt that kid was. Right. And we can say, well, he should have did this. Michael Vick could have said, but Robert Griffin lost his job. I mean, lost his career because of an injury, a knee injury. And everybody's different. It's true. It's true, Jim. I just, just show the only, the only problem I have is you didn't show up for the game. That's the they biggest problem. I'm not, I'm well, not I don't care if you're sick or not. Show up for the game and yeah. bring your medicine with you. Whatever you got to do there. I mean, come <laughs> on. You got to go to the game. I mean, right. that's just nuts. We don't know what kind of what he had, but I, I like Lamar Jackson. I, I'm i afraid of those kind of quarterbacks myself personally because they burn out yes. pretty quick. They're like running backs. Yes. Would you rate uh, Jalen Hurts as that type of quarterback no. potentially? Could pro- well, he Jaylen runs Hurts a lot. A way better passer. He's a way. He's better. smart, and he's smart. He's, he's smart, Jackson. Yeah. We saw he the game. Me, how he he yesterday yeah, he designed one running play where he got hit. It was, you know, I mean, deliberately ran the ball, and maybe he was trying to send the message that he was okay, but it was kind of alarming. He maybe didn't go down. Quick enough, and he got popped pretty well. Well, for the most What's part, thing I'm looking at a stat: quarterback hits. How meaningful is it in this day and age? Because you know, the defensive team is reluctant to hit a quarterback. It's not like it used I'd to be. That stat: quarterback hits. They're trying to pull up and not put their hands on them at the last moment. I mean, yeah, I don't get I have that. Have to stat. agree because uh, the Kansas City game. When uh, Trevor Lawrence got hit on one play by the defensive lineman from Kansas City, they call it roughing the passer. Uh, the next quarter, the defensive lineman did the same hit, and it wasn't a call. I don't know how you call the games. I don't know how the umpires and the referees are making these choices on what's a roughing the court. I really don't. I mean, I question what are they trying. I know what they're trying to accomplish. But how are they trying to get this done? You got to be afraid every time you hit a quarter, quarterback, even if you sack them, even if you sack them, are they going to call roughing the quarterback? I you know, I don't know. I I don't know. I know. I think the the play you were talking about was the guy actually almost got blocked into. Yes, blocked into. Yeah, and and I mean, how can you stop when you're getting blocked into the guy, pushed into the guy? Yeah, I mean that's. 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they do have to do instant replays on on hits. I don't know. I know it might slow the game down a little bit, but maybe they got to start doing that. Maybe that's the only way to uh, call it. I don't know. I really don't know the answer to it, and it's it's going to cost some people games or uh, teams games because you don't have no definitive way they call it, and they can't during the um, when they come in the training camps, the referees come. And they have video of it. But I mean, when they show a video of roughing quarterback, let's take for Minnesota for and um the Giants. Dexter Lawrence cushioned the quarterback and they still called it. I mean, I don't know. I'm like, and he sacked him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think could you I imagine, think we, could you imagine I, some of the past, some of these guys yeah. rushing the quarterback and they call this stuff? None of them yeah. could play. I think the Eagles should have been called. A lot. I think the Eagles should have been called a lot of rough in the past for last night, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie White, what think Nick. about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's changed. The game has changed, Jim. We know that. It just, I mean, you can't touch the quarterback anymore. And sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. It all depends on on what. Yeah. So on, on further review, going backwards, uh, seventy percent of your sacks were roughing the passer. And you only wound up getting like 32 sacks instead of one over 100. <laughs> yes. But yes. That is true. But the problem is, is that that's I'm not the only one. The right. high percentage of people who've done that. I mean, yeah. that's just the way you played. Yes. Uh, uh, Pickle says the hit on Mahomes looked intentional. Didn't he get fall, fell on by his own guy? Yeah. Uh, I think it was a defensive lineman. I don't know. Oh, was it a lineman? But he was yeah, getting blocked, right, Jim? He was getting blocked yeah. at the time. He I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't think it was intentional. No, I don't either. I don't think that. I was don't think it was intentional. Um, and I usually I agree get, with. Things. Yeah, I want to get you guys' uh, thoughts on players coming out in the draft early. I think Stroud has has said he's coming out early. Uh, I think there's other couple other players that are coming out early. Do you think it's a good idea for these players to come out early? Uh, you know, and play at this high a level. Um, you know, I, I think I think that, you know, the NFL has them staying. I think it's three years now. they got to stay three or two years. I'm not sure exactly. Um, but do you think they should – there's some way to stop that too, make them go four years? I know there's probably not. But I, don't you think it would be beneficial to the players to get that four years uh, working? I mean, you look at Purdy. He got four years in, in at his college, and, and he looks like a, a veteran out there almost. What Kenny Pickett had pit for the Steelers too was a four-year yeah. start at Pitt. Yeah. Maybe at certain positions, back. but then you have other ones that some of those guys are ready. running backs for example. Yeah. A running back so, could come out earlier, but yeah. uh, quarterbacks is difficult. But you've seen successful quarterbacks over the years. Didn't Mahomes come out early? Yeah, but he played behind. He was behind uh, Smith for almost a year, right? For a full year, yeah, he sat behind Alex Smith for one year. That was the plan all along, and Mahomes right. knew it. It's, a, it's a hard thing to tell, but you do have three years, and then they can come out. But some quarterbacks are in some positions are ready, some are not. Say uh, Sauce Gardner for you. Is Sauce yeah. Gardner he ready he to ready. play? He's, he was ready. Uh, yeah. Aiden Hutchins, and there you go. He was ready. There are certain players that could play at that level. Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, I, I just, yeah. I just, 
Go ahead, Jack. Just to the quarterback sitting a year, carrying the clipboard the way Mahomes did for Alex Smith. I'm not saying Mahomes didn't learn, but really, did it make a difference? You know, why not just start Mahomes as a rookie if you feel he's an exceptional talent? This way you get a head start. You're going to make your mistakes anyway when you first start playing. I don't see what carrying the clipboard, unless you have a really raw talent like Malik Willis playing at a smaller school like Liberty coming out. But if a guy's coming from a major program, he's been playing under all that pressure, playing in the spotlight, I think, you know, you start playing him as soon as he can. Let me ask you this question. Did they know they had an elite talent? I'm using this as an example. Troy Aikman, they drafted Steve Walsh when they uh, yeah, the they got uh, Troy Aikman. Did they know they had elite talent? Did they well, Mahomes know was Mahomes the number 10 overall in the draft? He was the number, I think it was the number 10 overall pick. Mm-hmm. So that means, you know, he's an excess, exceptional. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, ironically, went third, then Deshaun Watson, yeah, and then Mahomes. You right don't know what you had. They didn't know they had this guy. I mean, yeah, but you know, you know Jack, especially learn by playing. You know, Jack, you say that, and 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 we've gone, at, we've argued that back and forth. Mm-hmm. But Mahomes had a full year to sit behind Smith. He had a full year with his offensive coordinator, a full year with his quarterback coach. I mean, a full year of studying. So I mean, Mahomes was ready, pretty much ready to go in his second year when they got rid of Smith. And it was the plan, as you said, but he still yeah. had a lot of tutelage before he went out and played. Let me let me give you an example. Trevor Lawrence, he just finished his second year. His first year was a tough learning experience. He made his mistakes. Imagine Trevor Lawrence had to carry a clipboard for one year. He wouldn't have been as good in his second year. I mean, you're just delaying the guy's clock, basically. Well, let's look at it like this. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning struggled at the beginning of his career, but as his, as it progressed, he got better. So you don't never know. I, play. I, I don't know if it's he could have held the clipboard, but he could have been he could have struggled. He he's it's always gonna be a struggle at the beginning. That's yeah. it. That's it. It's gonna be a struggle because this is a different game than the college game. Yes, but look back. at Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. What they did in their rookie year—they played, they got better, and you know, no need to carry a clipboard if you know a guy's truly a franchise quarterback. I I don't any think it position, hurts. I, any Listen, I don't, Jack. I don't think it hurts the quarterback to sit behind for a year and, and to get better. I don't think that hurts them at all. Me I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't affect. I mean, look at Jalen Hurts. Right, he he sat for a year, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Pags. And, and and look how he's playing right now. Yeah, well, he sat for two-thirds of the year. There you go. You know, well, I, no, 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 no. The only reason Jalen Hurts ever got to play was because Carson Wentz faded out. If Carson Wentz would have kept it together and been the same quarterback he was early in his career with the Eagles, Jalen Hurts never sees the field. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Didn't they have design plays for him or something? I, I think I think they they were working him in, Jack. I really I think they were working him into the. He was the value was too good with Jalen Hurts to bypass a talent like that for the Eagles. But it really and Doug Peterson was in Carson Wentz's corner. He didn't want to ever go to Jalen Hurts, but it, it became inevitable when Carson Wentz be, 
got worse and worse and worse. I, you know, it's rare to see a quarterback really regress the way Carson Wentz did. I don't know. Can you guys remember any other cases like that? I know with my Jets, Richard Todd got off to a good start. He regressed. But, you know, once in a while, it's strange to have an elite talent who performs at the highest level in the NFL, and all of a sudden he just loses it. But a lot of it is personalities too, Jack. When you look at quarterbacks, you got to really look at what kind of – how they perform under stress. Because that out of all the positions, that is one that's just going to be a stressful position. Your guys, yeah, Zach. When, I, when we talk about Wentz, uh, the the other guy who comes to mind, who I, I feel has had very similar trajectories when it comes to personality, Jeff George. Yes. Great quarterback, supposedly, and, and tried right. what four or five different teams, but everybody hated him. He was mm. such an ass. You know what I mean? And it's. I'm not saying that Carson Wentz has got that same type of personality, but there's definitely something going on personality-wise that conflicts with everybody else in the NFL. When three teams now say the same thing, we cannot have him in our locker room. It's becoming an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does. Guys, I I mean – there's been a, quite a few quarterbacks that have gone around the league and played tried uh, different teams. Do you think the best of those quarterbacks that went around, you know, to different teams would be Fitzpatrick? Would that would that be would that be the best quarterback that has gone around played different teams uh, and in fact started I think in Buffalo? Um, you know, I, I mean, he had he had a decent career. Is is that is that a quarterback you think would be the best maybe of all time at that position? No, ten teams. No, uh, I think Fitzpatrick has had a lot of time. Uh, but you could say the same thing really about um, uh, who am I thinking of? Oh my lord, I just lost it. Teddy Bridgewater. He's been of five six places. Yeah, it's again. He's not the guy that I'm thinking of. I, I of uh, Dalton. Dalton, right. same situation where he's he's floating around. Uh, and who was the guy who he, he before Jalen Hurts uh, in the playoffs? He was the one that played the Seattle game after after Clowney gave the bad hit to Wentz. You know, he was like forty one years old and floating around. Uh, so it's you know, there, there's been a lot of journeyman quarterbacks who have been able to make a living playing a couple games here and there. I mean, the the backup quarterback to me has always been so vital and teams haven't really prepared for a situation where they could lose their franchise quarterback. Like yesterday with the Chiefs, we saw the value, you know, of a backup uh, coming in. You know, I can never understand what Peyton Manning, he would never allow for whatever reason a competent backup with the Colts. I mean, it's as if Peyton Manning was, you know, insecure in a way, he felt threatened. I mean, even look at the situation of Buffalo Bills. If Josh Allen should go out, you're coming with Case Keenum. I wouldn't want him to be my QB long term, but he's certainly competent to come in and get the job done. I mean, I I guess. I don't know. I Listen, I think uh, – I don't think Peyton Manning – 
uh, picked who was his backup quarterback on the Colts, Jack. I think I think the team probably picked uh, who would be the backup quarterback to Pat Peyton Manning back then, not him. You know, uh, so. some voice. No, no, some iconic players have such a powerful voice that the coach kind of adheres to them in a certain sense. <laughs> I don't know about. No, I really we, believe we always, this, we always we so always get into Brady at Tampa. Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. They, you know, the organization tries to accommodate them. I, yeah, you know, well, I don't. Jordan Love. They drafted Jordan Love. And but, the but they didn't know they would tick. No, no, no. But then they ticked Aaron Rodgers off, and then they gave up every way, shape, or form. You know, if I'm the Packers, I hate to say it, I think you got to move on from Aaron Rodgers. If you can make a heck of a deal and get a lot of good draft capital. I would I would make that move for you just move on the Jets, right? Uh, move on to what? You want them to move to the Jets, right? Uh, yeah, no, the Jets That's couldn't get them. No, I mean, what are the Jets going to give up? The Packers are going to demand too much. The Jets don't have enough. I mean, the yeah. team that might have some. I think the money, I think the money forces you to not have to give up as much. It would be to get away with that. maybe offering a second round pick for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, because you got to pay sixty million dollars. I agree. I would give up my first round pick, number thirteen overall, and then I would give up a second rounder and maybe you know a couple of fourth rounders. And too much, way too pick. much. But let me ask you this question: If you're thinking that way, why don't you just take Jimmy G? You don't give up anything. Uh Jimmy G. I don't like game and I, Honestly, what I would do with the Jets. I would go all in on Zach Wilson, believe it or not. Oh, you need a strong coach. Robert Salah wasn't a strong coach, a strong voice last year. Oh. He should have shut the Jet players down. Those guys who wore Mike White t-shirt, he should have put them in their place. He should have very firmly, and he should have put the fans in their place, kind of like what a Bill Parcells would do, or even a Jimmy Johnson you let the fans in the organization know this is my guy. This is the guy playing. You don't waver. You go right back at him. And you play the guy. Either that or you move on from the quarterback. You move on from Zach Wilson 100%. Or you buy in the album. Did you hear what Jack said? Some guys, especially at quarterback, they have to be good in the locker room. I don't mean they have to be buddy-buddy or anything. But they have to have the respect of that locker room. Zach Wilson does not have the respect of the locker room. Then you move on from him because he's never going to have it then. No, That's unless right. he does That's something right. extraordinary. Listen, unless a guy quarterback is so good, big Ben Roethlisberger, I get the feeling he wasn't the most popular guy in his locker room, but he was a darn good quarterback. And he so won. He, up with he, he was a gamer. Yeah. There's quarterbacks probably I, that weren't good lot, but they were gamers and they won games for yeah. Well, people followed him. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is not the most popular guy in their locker room, yeah. but he wins yeah. games. Yeah. Jim, uh, Jack brought up Salah. And uh, Salah, of course, defensive coordinator for San Francisco 49ers, built a, a very good young offense. But uh, I think they've replaced the offensive coordinator because they really had problems the there. He went through the Rams. Yeah. Right. And I, I, so, so who do you blame? I mean, are are you going to blame Salah for what happened to the Jets this year? I mean, he's still the head coach. He still oversees everything. I mean, 
Do you blame him for what happened to the Jets this year? He's the one that has to be accountable, but you got to also think about it. He's a defensive guy. So he put his faith in LaFleur and it didn't work out. And they, the Jets got better this year, we all said. They had issues at quarterbacks, but at uh, quarterback, but they still got better. Right. And he did the things. He's just he said, hey, this is not working out. I got to go a different direction, which he is trying to do. He is trying to rectify the situation. Do you blame him? Well, it all falls on his head, but you also got to give him a chance to rectify uh, the situation. I think I think because that's difficult. I mean, for a head coach especially with a defensive background, to get that right guy as an offensive. Um, again, I go back to um, we had David Shula when Jimmy first came in, and it didn't work. So he got Norb Turner, and it worked. Yeah. And it, yeah. Certain coaches are better in certain situations. What kind of coach was Dave Shula? Because he got a job at an early age based, you know, on having the Shula name, being the son of the legendary Don Shula. He became a head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, but you were with him there. You know, yes. how good a coach was he? Well, I think he was a good coach. And um, the problem was, is that the system that he ran didn't fit the personnel that we had. That happened. And he didn't, then that's what happened. So that's not being a good coach, Jim. That's, that's not, not being a good coach if you don't adjust. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. The system doesn't work. Some people are system guys. And sometimes it's better to uh, look at what you have and work it around your players. Sometimes, not all, but you or you got to draft. You got to pull in the players that work in that system. Yeah. I mean, and system does work sometimes like in New England. And yeah. sometimes it's freewheeling like in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, you know, it's – it's not a perfect answer for any team. And, no. and Bill, you just got to figure out what your team do, does best and work around that. Right. So let's let's start looking at uh, today's games. We'll make a picks in, in a few here. Uh, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Um, you know, as Jim mentioned, Cincinnati is banged up. So it, the Damar Hamlin uh, impact on the game. Guys, has it been too long? Has it been too long that uh, the Hamlin effect still uh, doesn't mean anything anymore, or is it still impacting the game uh, as they play here in Buffalo? What do you think? I don't think it impacts it as much as it did, obviously, a couple of weeks ago. I think they've moved on. It would be nice to see him in the game, but they said he's still on oxygen and he's having some. he still has difficulties breathing. And you really? always you – know, you're considerate of – uh, what he went through, but also, you know, you have responsibility. You're playing to go to the championship game. And that's right. the most important thing. Now you're going to play hard regardless of the situation. Max, what do you think about the quarterback matchup? I mean, you got, you got cool Joe on one side, you got Josh Allen on the other, um, you know, are they going to be lighting that cigar uh, at the end of the game with Joe cool in the locker room or does Buffalo, uh, with you know, with Josh Allen being able to run, uh, does that uh, give Buffalo the edge? The one thing I learned about last year is that it's really hard to bet against Joe Burrows. 
And I kind of feel the same way here. I think that it doesn't matter. I mean, I watched, you know, Joe Burrow's very first game was against the Eagles, you know, two, three years ago at this point now. And he had no offensive line. He got sacked eight times, and he would get up and brush it off and just keep on going. And they played to a tie. We tied that game. I, I feel that he is, as funny as this sounds, the more mature quarterback in this matchup. I think that that uh, that Allen is a great quarterback, but he's got a little bit of that gunslinger mentality and doesn't mind throwing the bad pass or making a really ridiculous turnover. I think right. that that's in him. And I think that that's where Cincinnati can really take advantage. I feel like Cincinnati's got a little chip on their shoulder on how this all worked out. The fact that they have to go up to Buffalo for this is really uh, in their crawl a little bit. And I think that it's going to stand out. I don't think it's, I don't think Buffalo is going to have, this is, they've got, they've got a problem on their hands and, They've had a hard time beating Cincinnati. So it wouldn't surprise me to watch Cincinnati win this game. In fact, I have them winning this game. Wow. So, so Jim, you played in Buffalo. Uh, you know, you were you were a defensive end there for a few years. Um, what do you what do you think about Cincinnati's offense against Buffalo's defense, Jim? Um, I think that Cincinnati has an exceptional offense. But the problem is, is I think Buffalo in my opinion, has an advantage because they can get after Burroughs. And I, I obviously with the rules like we talked about, they're gonna they can't disrupt them. Those those receivers, the running back are very good, but I think Buffalo is starting to gel a little bit. They're starting to play at a better level. And Josh Allen is going, I agree, he has got some gunslinger mentality. But Josh Allen is a winner. I mean he is a winner. And Buffalo is a hard place to play. It is a difficult place to play. Mm, and I I mean, so I think the advantage goes to Buffalo there. If it was in Cincinnati, Cincinnati is another hard place to play. But I think it being in Buffalo helps the Bills because those, I mean, they go crazy up there for the Bills. There's nothing else in town other than the Sabres. Right. So, Jack, what do you think about uh, – you know, Jim just brought up Buffalo's offense. What do you think about, you know, them playing against Cincinnati's defense? They got a couple of good rushers on the outside there um, and, and some good cornerback play, too. Do you think uh, that Cincinnati has the advantage or Buffalo uh, has the advantage? Um, over? Any team who has their offensive line decimated the way Cincinnati's is, uh, they're going to have problems. I mean, what are they, how are they going to block for Joe Burrow? Are they going to keep their running backs back to block? Then they're going to be sacrificing the running game to an extent. They're going to get worn out. I mean, if Joe Mixon has to continuously block, it's going to affect them running-wise. I'm concerned about Buffalo's secondary. Watching the game against Miami last week, Skylar Thompson looking good. I mean, completing a lot of passes. And, uh, you know, he was mobile. Skylar Thompson eluded that pass rush. But this is the same Skylar Thompson who I saw play twice against the Jets in one week before, and he looked like a novice quarterback. Granted, it's hard to throw in sauce gardeners in the secondary, but so 
Did they make adjustments, Buffalo secondary or what? The comparison with Joe Burrow and Josh Allen is really intriguing. I never thought of it until this moment. You could say Joe Burrow is the better quarterback, but Josh Allen's the more spectacular quarterback. He's more likely to make you the big plays, okay? Yeah. And I kind of yeah. like that in a game like that. It's a big game, a big play quarterback. I take that a little over the consistency factor as long as both guys are fairly consistent. So I'm liking Buffalo in this game. I like them to win the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year. This is a great matchup in Buffalo. But let me say this. It's unfair to Cincinnati. This game's being played in Buffalo. I agree with that. I agree with you, Jack, there. But, you know, it is what it is. I agree. It shouldn't have been like that. Uh, But – Unfortunately, well, let me ask you this, Jim. Let me ask you this psychologically, we don't know what's inside the Bengals players' heads, but the headway Joe Mixon, one of the leaders on the team, is complaining about this. I'm sure a number of guys on the Bengals, when they get off the plane in Buffalo, are sulking. We shouldn't even be here. And I think that tiny bit of negativity when push comes to shove, you know, could hurt a little. But you talk about uh, the head coach, Zach Taylor's got to nip that at the butt. Because, hey, this is what we got, fellas. You got to let it go. Let's go play. Let's go win the game. Yeah, I don't look at it as sulking. I look at it more as the chip on the shoulder. They're Mm -hmm. making us come up here. There's no reason for us to be up here. Now, 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 we're going to show them who should have won that game the first time around. That's kind of how I would look at it. There you go. There you go. Listen, if I'm Cincinnati because of that Buffalo rush, I'm throwing some screens. I'm running a draw in there and there, maybe a trap. I'm going to get Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to use their aggressiveness against them. And I think that's how Cincinnati might be able to win this game, even though I'll be going. Uh, you know, I, I mean, maybe I haven't been watching the same games as you guys, but I don't look at Buffalo's defensive line as so formidable, like that they're overly, you know, that they've gotten a lot of sacks. This isn't Bruce Smith out there. This is, this is not, this is a pedestrian defensive line. This isn't, yeah, this isn't anything without Von Miller. They're not as effective without Von Miller. Correct, correct. And Von Miller's not been out there. I, I assume he's going to play today. No, he's not. He's not without them. Play. Without him, then they've got a bigger problem. I don't. I think that when you compare the two defensive, you know, the defensive line versus the offensive line, that Buffalo edge, but not so tremendously. You know, not so tremendous that. I'm worried about how Joe Burrows is going to be running for his life. I don't yeah. think that Buffalo's got that type of defensive line. Well, the best player on Buffalo's defensive line is Ed Oliver, and he's an interior guy. They're going to have to block Ed Oliver because he's yeah. going to make plays. He is a good – the outside guys are okay, but they're not Von Miller. They don't have yeah. it. That's why they went and got Von Miller. So that's going to be it. But Micah Hyde will be back. Uh, they do have some good secondary guys. Uh, great ones? No, they don't have any, but they do play. And Leslie does a good job of disguising. I think he does a good job in McDermott. I, I think I think even without you know Von Miller, the Buffalo is going to be very aggressive. They got to try to get out Burrow. Um, they got to try and knock him down. And that's Von why Miller's been out a while. He, he's not a fact in this game. He's been out a well, while. We didn't say, we didn't say that. Travel, we, we didn't say that. that. We didn't say that. We yeah. said he's not playing. Yeah. That sun is starting to hit you. No, no, no. It's him, Von Miller. He's not, you know, he, I mean, he's not in. I'm 
Yeah, well, we yeah we said that we said that, Jack. He's the out. weather too. How much of a factor could it be? Because Cincinnati's had brutal weather for their home games as well. I yeah, mean, that's not going to be a big factor. Bengals coming to Buffalo because they're used to playing in terrible conditions. It's not going to be a big factor to that, I wouldn't think, because Cincinnati, obviously, Western New York is closer to Ohio than it is to New right. York City. So right. I don't think it'll make a difference. So Dallas to San Francisco is the second game. Let's take a, a quick look at that. Um, what are you looking at, uh, Pags? You got the Dallas uh, um, offense against the San Francisco defense, which is one of the best in the league. Uh, but Dallas is, is is coming through. I mean, lately they've been putting up some points. Lamb looks good. Dak, of course, looks good. Who do you give the edge to, uh, Dallas or San Francisco? Their Dallas offense, San Francisco defense. Today is going to be, can you stop Bosa? That's that's going to be the biggest deal. on, on San Francisco's got a good defense in general, but it, it works behind Bosa. And if they can if they can hold Bosa, you know, contain him and run the offense away from him or around him, then they might have a shot. It's going to be a big deal. Uh, he's he's the big problem on that defense. Uh, and and as we get further and further in the playoffs, I I, I begin to wonder when. You saw it a little bit, Brock Purdy. He didn't have that interception that may have like caused the the downturn, but you feel like I feel like he is one misstep away from maybe falling apart, you know. And it didn't happen happen it didn't happen last week because I think that he was he had seen now the Seahawks three times, so there even though he didn't play in the first game. He, he was, you know, he saw kind of what he had in front of him. This is yeah. going to be a different type of situation. And now you've got the hype of a rivalry between the 49ers and the Cowboys as well. I think that there's a number of storylines that could really play a part in this game completely that edges a little bit toward. Okay. Jack, I mean – What's your, what's your opinion? Do you think, uh, as far as the uh, the defense of Dallas against San Francisco's offense, who are you giving the edge to? Do you give it the edge to the running game of San Francisco, or do you give it to Dallas with the with their uh, defense? I mean, line? I hate to say one unit's better than the other unit, but I will say this: Brock Purdy was struggling a bit against Seattle last week, especially in the first half. He's strictly a game manager. Very mobile, can run around, can move, can get out of trouble. He's been one of the great stories in the NFL this year, and I think he has a very good future moving forward. But with that said, if Dallas can keep him in the pocket, Brock Purdy is not going to beat you today if you're Dallas. You just hope if you're the 49ers, he manages the game. You know that the 49ers' defense plays up the standards. He uses McCaffrey, Samuel, you know and all in the rest. And uh, I, ju I just, something about this game, I think it's more the Dallas offense against the 49er defense. You know, I think Dak Prescott can win you the game, especially the way he is going to utilize Dalton Schultz. 
Tony Pollard, to me, should be the number one back in the Cowboys. Enough's enough for Ezekiel Elliott. We've had enough evidence. It's fine for Ezekiel to be in the backup role to block a little more because Tony Pollard is the better running back at this point. And I think that's... And he's getting more carries, though. He is getting... Yeah, but the perception is that Ezekiel is the man and this and that. But the, the game plan, I think that Dak Prescott could keep the game plan tight. You know, the running game, a lot of short passes, and then hit, you know, Lamb on something, you know, a bit longer. And I, I just, seeing Micah Parsons running after Brock Purdy there, this isn't Seattle. This is like a different animal. And uh, I think the Niners might be in for a rude awakening today. And then Philadelphia, here we come. Okay. Wow. You know, Jim, you played you play defensive and what – um, for Dallas and for Buffalo, what is what is Buffalo got to do to slow down the the, the uh, Dallas rush? Do they do they chip them at the line of scrimmage? Do they run at them um, to slow them down? What do they do to stop that rush? They're gonna have to do something. Um, I tell you what, uh, people don't ever talk about it, but Kittle's a pretty good blocker, and he yeah. does that. He chips them on his way out, and they're gonna have to do that. Um, they're gonna to have to. Uh, uh, Jack brings the point. They gotta contain uh, uh, Purdy and make sure that he's in the pocket and make him. But here's the interesting thing: Purdy's percentages, if his receivers are separated more than three yards from the uh, defensive back, then Purdy's real successful. But if they're tighter within two yards, Purdy struggles. And that's interesting. And most of the plays Purdy makes are out of the pocket, if you notice that about him. I went and watched every game. And another thing that's interesting is the chess match is obviously between Dan Quinn and um, Shanahan. They work together. And Dan Quinn, they work together and were in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. And uh, Dan has coached both at San Francisco and Dallas now. And that makes a difference. He kind of understands. I talked to him uh, Friday, and he understands the significance of this and he, what he has to do to, to help his team win. The other thing that I notice a lot with San Francisco is that receivers are good blockers. Yes. And they do a lot of things on the perimeters mm-hmm. as they get closer to the sidelines. And the cornerbacks of Dallas are going to need to shed those blocks to be yes. able to contain the outsides that when you have Ayuk, that's one thing that Ayuk never gets any credit for, but he's always blocking for Samuel. He goes Samuel as he goes on the outside. Ayuk is Ayuk is the reason why he's able to block and contain and push off. And Dallas, the, the Dallas cornerbacks are going to have to be able to shed those blocks and start containing off and having them run out of bounds or just, just pushing them that way rather than then catching that edge. Because if they start catching the edge, that's where the 49ers make the most of their most of their yardage, on the outside perimeters of the offense. So yeah, you have to contain them. I think I nice. think the I think the biggest key here is Kittle. If Dallas can't stop Kittle, I think San Francisco wins this game. I don't I don't think they have anybody um that can match up with them, whether it's size or speed. He has an advantage in both. Um, you know, he, he owns the middle. He can go deep. But, I, I like I like San Francisco's chances with Kittle playing. 
Jeff. But Mac, this is old uh, Denver zone blocking and how they do things and how they run it. This is his dad. They're right. doing the things that his dad did back in the 90s. And he obviously they made some tweaks to it. But this is old Denver. If sure. you look at how they block it and how they play it, that's why McCaffrey <laughs> is so successful in this type of offense. I mean, it's just old Denver zone blocking. And they know Bye. it. Better know it. What about Brett Mayer, the uh, cowboy kicker, missing four extra points in a row? I mean, he's going to be under the microscope today. If he misses his first kick, you know, they've got to get him going. I mean, imagine Dallas scores a touchdown and he misses the extra point. I mean, what does that do exactly? I'm sure it misses, but I don't think he'll miss him. I really don't. He was no. um, Friday, he was six and six in the win. It was a win here in Dallas between 15 and 20, and he made every one of them. He made every one of his field goals. And you got to remember, this guy hit, what, 10 over 50 yards. He had a yeah. bad day. There's nothing you can do about it. Let it go. Move on. Yes, Jim. Um, some comments real quick. Pickles thinks Dallas has got to rattle the Purdy cage early yeah. off and everybody's playing with the Purdy. Absolutely. There. Uh, I don't know what's going on here with every time – Pags is on. Oh, my goodness. Melissa Beebe's all over. Wait, wait, what's going on here? I want to know, Pags, you know. And actually, she's my hairdresser. You will see? There you go. Can you tell her all your secrets, Pags, like, you know, everybody else does sitting in that chair? Hey, listen, listen, those are one of those people you don't ever lie to. You don't lie to your doctor. You don't lie to your lawyer. You don't lie to your hairdresser. That's true. That's true. Pags, if the Cowboys are playing next week at Philadelphia, if they beat the Niners, okay, and the Cowboys invite some of their legendary players and all sitting together like Jim, do the Eagle fans treat them with respect or what? How do they treat no. the Cowboy delegation no. at the game? Oh, oh, I mean, they showed Eli Manning. They welcomed Eli Manning back yesterday to uh, Lincoln Financial yeah. Field, and we yeah. gave him a very nice, a very nice cheer. They did. They did. <laughs> I saw that. Here. I saw that. Um, um, Melissa's coming back at you, Paz. We get the roots, and Jim, look at this. Oh, my goodness. I don't have to say any more, do I? Do you need yeah, to go, Pags? <laughs> so, you know, uh, Pags uh, doing something on the side there. I don't know what's going on. It's uh, more I just said, you said hey, you're moving. Guy, am I not? Yes, yes. <laughs> Pags saying he's moving, and we find out what's really going on over there anyway. So let's, let's start getting to our picks, guys. Uh, Cincinnati. Versus Buffalo in Buffalo at 3 p.m. Uh, we've already said Cincinnati's Isn't banged that, up. Oh, yeah, 3 p.m., yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati's already banged up. Uh, you know, we have uh, the Hamlin. He's probably not going to be there, so his impact won't be that much. We broke down the defense versus the offenses. Um, with all that being said, Jack, what do you got? I mean, when you pick a team to win the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year, I mean, you don't back off unless there's a reason to. And uh, I like Buffalo in this game. It's being played at Buffalo. 
Oh, I don't know. You like my pick, right? Oh, my goodness. Let's go. We got an underlying tone here. We're not laughing at your yeah. pick, Jack. Okay, so I think you're going with Buffalo, right, Jack? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> Buffalo, I'm going to tell you this. You talk about teams' windows, okay? Right. And Buffalo's window, I hate to say it, is closing maybe one more year after this year. No, no, I'm going to tell you why. Because they're, t- they're new kids on the block, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, teams that are coming up. The Chargers have the potential to make a serious run. So when you have the opportunity to get there, you better do it. The, the windows don't last forever. That's why what the Chiefs have done these last five years has been remarkable, being in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> Teams normally don't have that big of a window because then they kind of, with the salary cap, they fall back. They have to reboot. You know, it's hard to get to where you are. You can't take it for granted. This is the Bills' year that they better take advantage and finally win their first Super Bowl. So, so with that pick, uh, Melissa saying, "Sorry, Jamie, what happened? I mean, did we did we ruin what's going oh, on?" Gee, in because you guys are making. You guys are trying to make a joke of all this. So she was just. We have to find out who she's picking in Buffalo and Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Who do you got, Melissa? We're going to give you a pick here. Uh, Who do you like, Buffalo or Cincinnati? And uh, you were just fooling around, Melissa. That's all. Yeah. 26-20 Buffalo. I'll give an exact score. All right. Jack comes in with 26-20. What do you got? What do you got, Jim? Uh, Buffalo? Buffalo, I think. Um, Cincinnati is going to play hard, and they do have a chip on their shoulder. But I just think Buffalo has a little bit more than Cincinnati. And I okay. think um, the thing you got to realize is we all talk about digs, but there are other two receivers. Davis makes a lot of plays. I'm not sure the name of the other one. but And then Dawson Knox. And I think we talk about tight ends. He is a tough, tough cover. So I Boy. think that'll help him get over and Melissa picks Buffalo. Melissa goes with Buffalo too. I think that's against Jamie. Jamie, don't you got Cincinnati? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I am going Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati, uh, like I said, has that chip on their shoulder. And, and Buffalo's had a hard time with Cincinnati. They haven't been able to really beat them. So it's like until until you can get over that hump, I don't believe you know I don't believe that they can do it. So I got Cincinnati here, and I have them. Uh, 27-23. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll I'll take Buffalo. Um, I'm not I'm not saying anything about that comment. So, all right. So uh, let's push on to Dallas. Dallas against San Francisco. Um, that's at 6 p.m. Uh, you know they're playing in San Francisco. I think that's important. Um, Cowboys. We already broke down the game. Two good defenses. Uh, Dallas may have a little edge at offense and passing, but I think San Francisco has a, 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 a big advantage in the running game. Um, Jamie, who you got? I know you want Dallas to win, but who do you really think is going to win? You know, I the more I think about this, and I'm, I'm going back just on the basis of the NFC East has been the best division in football. 
all year long. And even though Dallas has not had, uh, I mean, Dallas has had a pretty good season. You know, they had, they were number one in the power rankings for a little while, even after losing certain games. And I think that the 49ers, uh, when it came down to it, had the softer of It's going to be an interesting day. I think the quarterback play is going to play a lot. I actually think Dallas comes with the upset and beats the 49ers here. And I think it's going to be uh, the exact same score, 27-23. Wow. Okay. And Pickles rarely agrees with Pags. He agrees with him today. So he's picking the, the uh, Cowboys 31 uh, to 27. Jim, I know I know Dallas is but, your is your, is your team. Yeah, but, but here's what happened. If you remember the game last year, it was uh, 23 to 17. And do we remember the ending of the game? That's when Dak messed up on spiking the ball. Because they were I had an opportunity. They were in. Uh, the red zone at that time. Yeah. So they had an opportunity. I think it's going to be a similar game. It's be a 24 to 17 game, something like that. I think it's going to be a, a similar game. The things that Dallas has to do well is run the ball and that'll set up the play action. And that's going to be big against San Francisco's defense. And if you look at San Francisco, I think someone mentioned it about Kansas city, Kansas city, scored 44 points on them. But let's look in the uh, later in the season, the Raiders. The Raiders scored 31 points. They beat them 34 to 31. That's more significant to me than even the Kansas City game. And that's telling me something. I think, uh, you know, you got McCaffrey, you got Debo Sanders, Ayuk, but every, I mean, they're tough, but you face good receivers every week and uh, right. good running backs. And I think the Cowboys will win, like I said, 24 to 17. All right, Jim is with Dallas. Uh, I, I thought he would be. Um, so we got uh, Melissa saying Dallas is going all the way, Pags. Uh, oh, shoot. Oh, no, she said for today. She said okay. for today. All right, okay. <laughs> Let me just say something about what Jim mentioned about that play last year in the playoffs with Dak Prescott. People talk like it costs Dallas the game. Let's say they stop the clock and they could run one more play. What were they on the 15-yard line? Yes. It gave them a shot at winning the game, but they probably wouldn't have. You, you know? You don't know that. We don't know, but let's not talk like it cost them the game. Okay? It didn't cost them. I mean, the game was at Dallas, too. So they should have taken kind of care of business. But with today's game, you know what the 49ers remind me of? They remind me – let me use a boxing analogy. They remind me of a fighter who is, has a long run of knockouts against weaker opposition. And that's what the Niners have been doing. Who have they been beating? Big deal. They're beating up on the Arizona Cardinals. They get a, a win over the Raiders. They beat the New Orleans Saints. I mean, I don't want to hear those teams are capable. Yeah. And that's what they've kind of been building a reputation on. The last time they met an elite team, they got trounced by the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, it, that's what it kind of reminds of. Now they're meeting a really top-of-the-line team in the Cowboys. I mean, and how are they going to respond? It's going to be a whole different game for them. They're not just going to roll over, you know, 
a team so Jack, like the Cowboys. They're going to have to be battle tested. I, I like Dallas in this game. Wow. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Wow. Dallas going to have a big game. Dak is going to be, you know, hitting Dalton Schultz. And I, I just feel that Dallas defense is going to respond. I mean, they're not going to get beat by a seven, you know, a Mr. Relevant, a seventh round draft pick. I mean, Purdy's wow. been a great story. If I'm the Niners, I let him come to training camp next year and compete with Trey Lance for the oh, starting Stop job. with Trey Lance. Trey Lance stinks. Stop with Trey Lance. He stinks, period. Enough with Trey Lance. Your what? comments were uh, well written down, but Melissa says Dallas all the way. Yes, he did. Yes, all the way. Oh, wow. Well, anyway. Philly next week. I mean, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm on the listeners. Hey, I'm on her train and yes. I'm riding with her. All right. Okay. So, listen, guys, I think San Francisco is going to beat Dallas. They got a better running game. They're going to control the ball. They're going to, they're going to put pressure on Dak. They're going to, uh, to make him make mistakes. I just like, I like, uh, San Francisco here by, by, it's going to be a close game. But I think I think they're going to wear down Dallas Cowboys uh, over the game. Over the, I mean, you're gonna you, you got to try to stop two of the most prolific running backs in the game right now. One that's got great moves, and one that has a lot of power. How are they going to start at the fourth quarter? Who's going to stop Debo Samuel? They're He's more run dangerous running. Uh, they're more dangerous on screen passes. Those guys yeah, than they are yeah, running the yeah, run. Yeah, just because of like what Jack said, the receivers how they block. They are dangerous on. Uh, yeah. screenplays, I would agree. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, uh, Melissa's correct in saying just today. So there you go. So that's Melissa oh, has yes, our relationship <laughs> so, is <changed> now. <laughs> so 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 Jim is breaking up with Melissa. Lance, uh, uh, Greg, Greg, uh, my buddy here says that Lance is going to be the 2023 uh, MVP. Uh, Greg, he can't get on the field. Greg, I mean, I'm sorry. The guy gets if you're hurt. the Niners, do you with the Jets, do you make a flip-flop deal? I mean, it would make sense if both teams are looking to move on Trey Lance for Zach Wilson. Does that make sense to you, a deal like that? Trey Lance comes in maybe as a backup for the Jets uh, or something. Yeah. Or you, Jack, is always trying to get, Jack is always trying to get a quarterback for the Jets. You know, that's that's Jackson. No, no, I'm just speculating. Does that make sense? You know no. what? Melissa's got some good uh I mean, I like Melissa. You hear you see what she does. Yeah, I'll uh, wait till I tell you she's a Bears fan. Oh that's wow. Fine. That's fine. Justin Fields, good quarterback, Melissa. Good quarterback. He's gonna be around for a while. Okay, we got we've got the Bills and the Bengals. Of course, we broke down this game uh before too. Oh, uh, what we already picked? We're we're done, guys. Look at that. Oh so, shoot! Holy next, cow! We're going to be with the draft. The next thing we know, the Eagles go what number five overall? At, in, ten. What do they call packs? Yeah. Ten. Ten. Oh, oh they yeah, get the same pick. Wait, 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 wait! Their, their pick slipped the Eagles when they lost to the Saints. Had they beaten the Saints, that would have helped their draft pick a lot, right? Yeah, I, it really would. I think it would have only put them like eight. Yeah. Oh, that okay. So, so Melissa, I don't know. You know, Pags is still sitting back there. He looks pretty. I don't know what's up with. Uh, Pags. Let me ask you this, Pags. 
with the giant year they had this year going forward do you now consider the giants a serious threat to the eagles come next year that uh-oh these guys next year are going to be you know? not yet not no? yet they they, they got to have a pretty good draft uh they they have holes that that are definitely need to get filled and i think that you saw that was you know kind of the same way that Sirianni went up against Tampa Bay last year De, Debo or Debo or whatever his name is uh had a very similar thing up against Sirianni uh, he had he's got to take this and learn a lot he has to learn a lot All right so uh um folks that's about it for the show I want to thank everybody for coming in I mean all the loves the the, the uh, yeah we got a lot of love going on today. <laughs> the likes, the views. Uh, Melissa, welcome to the show. It was great having you on today. It was Greg. great having you, Melissa. Greg, love having you on. Uh, my buddy there, Pickles, always a pleasure. Um, we, we have so many uh, people that join us for the big football show, and I, I just don't want it to end, but it's going to end here pretty soon. We'll start be doing this week in sports. Uh, will be coming up after that, which we will be covering the NFL too, just not as in-depth as as we have uh, this year. So, again, guys, thank you for coming in and and having a, and having enjoying the show with us. Have a great Sunday, as Melissa says, and I hope your team wins. Have a great day, folks. Have a great day, guys. Take care.